Folks, welcome into a brand new episode of Trainwreck Fantasy Baseball. Back for two weeks, three weeks in a row. Man, I'm not used to that. We got, we're, we're getting back into the swing of things here. It's the heat of the regular season for fantasy baseball, so we got a lot to talk about. More buy low, sell high, more waiver ads as always. Some guy named Steve, Long Island Nick. We got a great show for you guys, but first, as you all know, got to do this. Got to get the formalities out of the way at the beginning of every episode. Got to remind you, we are sponsored by our good friends at Manscaped. They just released the Lawnmower 4.0. It's going to be even better than the 3.0, which has that no nick technology, the headlight, the LED headlight on a razor that you didn't really know that you needed until you figured out that you do. So definitely go check them out. Promo code Trainwreck gets you 20% off and free shipping, and it is absolutely worth it. As they like to say, and I love saying it too, your balls will Thank you. When I was staying at my parents' house, my mom did my laundry. She saw the Manscaped t-shirt that said that on that. She definitely asked me some questions. Yeah, but, you know, that's a story for another day. Steve, Nick, happy to be back here with you guys. Nick, it's been a while. I know you've been adjusting with a new job and everything. And it's exciting to have you back here on the Fantasy Show. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, It's been a roller coaster couple weeks um, in training for a new position at, at work and Nice. Went, to Bo- went to Boston, Boston yeah. um, which is a great city. There's just too many people from Boston there. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then was on Long Island um, back in the motherland a couple a couple weeks ago as well. So, of course, um, should be here to stay for the for the next uh, for the dog days of summer. So, love that, love that. And Steve, you've become a regular. You've become <laughs> a kind of a, a almost like a, a Loch Ness monster. It's just a mythic creature just spewing fantasy knowledge that I never thought was really possible. What do you credit your accuracy this season to? Are you just a genius? Uh, I mean, I, I have to credit a lot of it to luck, too. You know, you can, <laughs> yeah. anyone, anyone can look at numbers. Anyone can look up the stats I do. Anyone can watch the games I do. You know, maybe I take some things differently than others do when I watch games. But at the end of the day, it comes down to luck. And, and that's really the biggest thing with fantasy. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but guess what? If you have a player get injured, like, huh, I don't know, for example, Tyler Glass, now that I have in every league, who had a mm-hmm. breakout year and now he partially tore his UCL and he's probably out for at least two months. <laughs> yeah. That's, sometimes the luck doesn't go your way, but mm-hmm. that's why we're here because injuries, that's the biggest thing for, I think, these next couple episodes. Yeah. Everyone has their core roster set by now, or at least Absolutely. I hope you do. Yeah, But you can't predict injuries. That's the one thing no one can predict. And that's where it really comes in, these waiver wire ads or being able to trade for guys that may be slumping. That's really – this is the best time to do it is in these months where everyone kind of has their team set. But, hey, when one injury happens, I mean, I had the best pitching in in my leagues for the most part. Now Glassnow's out for the year. He was the number six pitcher when he gets hurt. He's not out for the year. He's out for a few months. But But it's like now I'm scrambling. I'm like, hey, I I need to pick up a pitcher. I lost a lot of strikeouts. I lost Mm -hmm. a lot of innings. Oh, I know how you feel. I got four of my pitchers on IL right now. One of them is Max Scherzer. It's a tough life to live. Luckily, he's short-term. Hopefully, it looks like it'll be short-term, but you never know with these things. Uh, and one of my waiver ads is going to be replacing Nick Madrigal from uh, from the White Sox, who optimistically could be back next season. So let's, you know, prayers up to Nick Madrigal for a, for a good recovery. But, of course, we do go into buy low, sell high first. Uh, so, uh, Nick, welcome you back to the program. Start with your buy low. Who's your buy low candidate? Let's go. Blue Jays says, Robbie, what's your buy low candidate? <laughs> so, so, uh, 
Uh, threw me off that Let's Go Blue Jays. Let's go <laughs> um, so, Thank you, so, Robbie. <laughs> so my, my buy low is going to be Alex Kirilov. Um, mm. Kind of a roller coaster season he's been having. Obviously, he was injured for a little bit. Um, not really living up to you know what we're what we're expecting of him uh, early on. He's got a two fifty four batting average right now, but you got to ignore that right now. Since he's returned from the IL, May twenty first, um, I think it was May twenty first. He's been he's been hitting the ball hard. I mean, he's got a forty three point one percent hard hit rate, um, two seventy six batting average, which is obviously above what he's doing right now. Uh, what he's doing for the season. Um, so you got to kind of look at what's going on right now. Um, Around a fifty percent hard hit rate. I mean, that's that's tops in the that's you know that's up near the tops in the league. Yeah. Um, uh, Three fifteen batting average on extra base hits. Um, four fourteen point eight percent barrel rate. So, you know, these are these are numbers that you kind of kind of have to look at. And you know, when we talk about the barrel rate, obviously that's hitting the sweet spot of the bat. That's where that hard hit rate is coming coming so high because he's finding that barrel so often in his swings. Um, so you kind of got to look at what he's been doing lately. Don't look at his overall numbers. Look at where he's trending. Um, so as a 276, you know, giving you extra base hits, giving you hard hit balls, a lot of those balls that are hit hard, they find grass. They just do. Um, so that's my that's my buy low. I, th- I think he's a great value add right now. Yeah, Kirilov has has been kind of a, a mainstay on this show. I feel like we bring him up for a different reason, yeah. usually good reasons, yeah. every single week. Is someone that all of us have been pretty optimistic on. Um, my guy that I'm going to say by low, and he's someone that fantasy owners who have him have been kind of forced to be optimistic on because he's one of those, as we talked last week, Steve, about the superstars who are having just these really down years. And he's not a superstar yet. He had a great rookie year. Alec Baum from the Phillies. I mean, like, I don't. It's it's obvious he has been a huge disappointment this season yeah. he's just got two hitting 220 in i think i was looking at it before i know i have it in a tab on my computer somewhere so i just gotta find it yep there we go so he had 160 at bats last year he's up to 235 right now but in that time he only has two more runs than last year same amount of hits same amount of home runs almost the same amount of rbis so it's definitely he's just being less efficient than he usually is but all the numbers say that he should be doing a lot better. He's in the 89th percentile in average exit velocity, 82nd for max exit velocity. His hard hit rate is up in the top 83%. and that, Or top top 83%. No, 83rd percentile. That's how you say that. <laughs> and and even he, he's posting a better exit velocity than last year. Very similar barrel percentage. Same launch angle. Same sweep spot percentage. All the things I'm looking at are the same. It's just he's not producing. So... I love just the idea of going at these guys who are underperforming, owners are really frustrated with, and he's the prototypical buy low right now. Because if he even just comes close to what he did last year for the rest of the season, you win the trade. Yeah. Then a six-game hitting streak too, right? Yeah. No, he's picking it up right now. So the window to buy low is kind of closing. So this is – it's kind of like now or never for buying low on Alec Baum. Um, you know, it's, it's possible that maybe the fantasy owners might be, might be a little stingy, might be, might be pushing you for a better price now. Uh, Steve, what are your, who is your buy low, uh, before we get into the sell highs? So my buy low, I'm actually going with a guy who's currently on the IL right now, and it's Jeff McNeil of the New York Mets. And mm-hmm. the thing's simple here right now with Jeff McNeil. This guy is one of the best pure hitters in baseball. He's never batted below 300 in his career in a yep. single season. He's a 313 career average hitter. I think he batted 329 his rookie year, followed up with 318 and then 311 in the shortened season. He's just a good overall hitter. And guess what? 
Right now, he's on the injured list. No one's been talking about Jeff McNeil. He's been out for over a month, and he plays at second base, which is probably one of the weaker positions in fantasy. You got catcher, which is the weakest, and then first and second, you can make an argument which one's weaker. With a lot of second basemen kind of starting to struggle as of late, Jeff McNeil, he's he's going to play next week. I'm almost positive he will be on the Mets next week. He's Mm -hmm. in the middle of his rehab assignment Mm -hmm. right now. I think he's played three games already. And his season-long numbers aren't going to, you know, scare owners away from trading. He's batting, he's batting 242 on the year, just three home runs, eight RBIs, and a steal in 31 games. Anyone could part with that. But that's not what Jeff McNeil is going to do rest away. His BABIP is 241. Jeff McNeil doesn't strike out. <laughs> he, and you can't have a BABIP at 241 when you don't strike out. He puts the ball in play consistently. He's too good of a pure hitter to get out at the rate he's been doing before he got hurt. He has an 11.6K rate. The MLB average is 22.9%. He has half what the MLB average is. This guy just puts the ball in play. He's not going to strike out. He's going to get you hits. And you know what? Maybe he's not going to get a ton of steals or a ton of power, but he's going to get a little bit in both. He had a 23 home run season two two seasons ago. I could see him realistically get, you know, maybe 10 home runs, maybe a little more than 10 the rest of the way, get in a couple of steals. And Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised in the slightest if he gets his season-long average up over 300 because he's that good of a hitter and he's that consistent of a hitter. I haven't seen anything in his career where it's like, this guy's not going to figure it out. When you don't strike out in the MLB, when you always put in play, luck's eventually going to turn in your favor. Mm-hmm. Get him while he's on the IL. Don't wait for when he's activated four days from now and everyone's like, sure. oh, Jeff, but deal's back. I want to play him. Trade for him now because I bet people don't even realize he's coming back in a week. I think you could get him for a bargain right now, and that's why he's my buy low. Yeah, no, I yeah. love buying people on the IL. I, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, I hear myself a lot. Okay. I still hear myself. Nick, give your sell high. I got to stop listening to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sell high for me is going to be Kevin Gosman. Um, I mean, he looks, he looks right now like a Cy Young type of guy. I mean, his numbers are fantastic. I mean, I'm saying Cy Young when there's a guy named Jacob DeGrom in the league that is just filthy. Uh, (laughs) You mean the MVP, Jacob DeGrom? You mean the one one who has more RBIs than earned runs? Okay, sure. Yeah, he had another (laughs) RBI yesterday. Unfortunately, he hurt his shoulder, so hopefully it's nothing serious. But yeah. mm-hmm. uh, he was pitching a perfect three innings at that point. With eight strikeouts. Right. <laughs> okay, but more about Kevin Gosman. <laughs> he's got a one four three ERA. Um, he's averaging over 10, almost 11 strikeouts per nine innings. Yeah. Um, you know, the guy doesn't – he doesn't have a, a blow you. I mean, he's got, he's got an okay fastball, but he hasn't had this much success with the fastball ever in his career. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to bank on the fact that you're going to start seeing balls hit a little harder off his fastball as they were in the past. You know, his, I think um, his home run to fastball rate on, on swinging contact was like is 7.9% right now. It's really wow. low. He's the first time he's been under 13% on that statistic since 2014. So, I mean, let, let's just, you know, take a step back and look at all the numbers that are coming into play for him. Um, a 213 batting average on balls in play, it's not going to stay that low. That, yeah. That's a that's a remarkably low number. Um, so you know you kind of look at everything that's going into into play with with Gosman's numbers. You see the ball getting hit hard off him. You know another another number that's kind of crazy. He's he's given up less than a home run per nine. 
hasn't done that since 2004. Wow. He actually, he's never done that. His low <laughs> in 2014 was 1.21. So mm-hmm. you just look at these numbers, and, and they're not really adding up. Fantastic season. I just can't imagine that through these dog days of summer, you're going to see the same exact production from him. He's worth a ton right now. Um, so I think he's yeah. something really solid for Gosman. Um, and when he starts fizzling out, you stay on the upswing. So that's my uh, that's my sell high. Yeah, I will say too. Right now, Gosman six scoreless right now against the Diamondbacks. Struck out four. He's allowed two hits. But to your point, Nick, this is when you want to trade him, right? Yeah. You don't want to trade Gosman after he gives up eight nine runs, gets blown up, and his stats come back down to earth. This would be the time if you want to sell high on Gossman. Now's the time to do it because you got a one three three year right. You can't possibly mm-hmm. be pitching better than he is right now. Place your fears tonight. Place him tonight. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, send it in the group chat. Say, hey guys, how you feel about that Gossman start against the Diamondbacks? But like, oh, that right. sucks. So like, it's okay. <laughs> maybe maybe go after the Glass now owner and be like, hey, you lost a top ten pitcher. I got another one for you. Exactly. Oh, see, now that's it. You got to play the injuries, not only for waivers, but for the trades too. I love that Steve's putting that out there. Uh, My, I'm not sticking with pitchers, even though I usually do a lot of pitchers in these shows. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, But my sell high is going to be Cedric Mullins from the Orioles. So first of all, he's on the Orioles and the Orioles stink. He's not going to get a lot of run support from everybody else. He doesn't have, he's fast. He's really, really fast, but he's not even really producing the stolen bases that you would expect from someone with his speed. Also, with the way he's hitting this year, you would think with the 316 average, he's getting on base uh, 38.9% of the time. That's the on base. I, I've always hated how the averages are like three decimals instead of just doing a normal percentage. That's me reading numbers <laughs> wrong. But, uh, you know, he's having, by all accounts, he's having a really, really good year. But it's with the second worst exit velocity that he's ever posted, the max exit velocity that he's ever posted in his career. It's just, it seems like, and, and like nothing really stands out. Nothing has changed. All the underlying metrics, I'm not going to go and read them for all of his years, this four-year career so far, because they're all within like, you know, 5% of each other. What sticks out for him specifically that really makes me want to sell high on him is his weighted on-base average right now is a 390. It's expected at about 340. And that difference, and shout out to the guys at Fantasy Pros for pointing this out. I love their work. They, like Of all the podcasts that I watch and listen to you know, for fantasy, they do a lot of good stuff. They pointed out on their show that 50-point that difference is the seventh largest in all of baseball. So regression is really, really, really coming. And when he regresses, if he gets on base, he doesn't have the supporting cast to help him get around and get the runs that maybe you would want him to make up for it when his batting average goes down. So it's a very, very simple. He's on a bad team. I really think he's going to regress. So not saying he's a bad player, but now is the time to sell high on maybe who you could probably say is the Orioles' best hitter at this point in the season. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, Wade. I, I think I think that's a good call too, and, and we talk about baseball terminology. I'll throw a baseball term out there that you guys will understand, but I'll explain it in a second. Good. You can't hit a five-run home run, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what that means is you know the most you're going to get is a grand slam, right? But you're on such a bad team, you start pressing, you start trying to do too much. I can see that happening with Cedric Mullins. His team, he's got no one around him, you know. <laughs> so so I, I'm I'm with you, Wake. That that's a good call. All right, Steve. Oh, oh, you got something to say and then go into your sell high. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say my sell high is kind of similar to yours in right. the area that it's it's kind of a young player who was basically playing above his head 
earlier this year, and I hate doing it because I picked up this guy in almost every league when he's before he kind of started breaking out. It's Adolis Garcia, the Texas Rangers. I, I mean, he's, his his line looks great right now. He's batting 274, 16 home runs, 46 RBI, seven steals. I mean, maybe three weeks ago we were talking about this guy as a potential fantasy baseball MVP because of where mm-hmm. he was either drafted super late or he was just a free agent pickup, and he's one week single-handedly, especially in May. He had 11 home runs in May. There's one thing that stands out to me with the Dolas Garcia, and it stands out with every rookie or young player that gets out to scorching hot starts it's the strikeouts to walks and his is unsustainable he's got 69 strikeouts on the year to just 10 walks he's walked 10 times all year he hasn't walked since may 27th this guy is swinging at everything and major league pitchers will adjust they're not going to throw him good pitches to hit they're going to throw him junk and he's not laying off it apparently he's been striking out like crazy his in June, his last 13 games, he's batting 235, zero home runs, five RBIs, 15 strikeouts. Swinging like he plays beer league softball. In a 525 OPS. And when pitchers don't really know you, this is what happens all the time when a t- like a prospect mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe not even a top prospect, maybe a journeyman that pitchers just don't know. They don't have any film on. They, they haven't looked into this guy's scouting report. He comes up and he just starts mashing the ball because maybe they're like, oh, I'm going to throw this guy high and in. Well, guess what? Adolis Garcia, maybe he feasts on high and in. Mm -hmm. And pitchers are going to adjust as the year goes on. Now we've seen a couple months from Adolis, and this third month is very concerning to me. It'd be one thing if maybe he was getting a little unlucky and the average was going down. I'd expect that. He was batting 300 at one point this year. But it's the strikeouts, and that's terrifying for a young player. When you strike out and you don't walk, your average is going to plummet. And even though he has power, we've seen it in May. He hit 11 home runs. This is a guy that I would not be surprised if he's batting around the 200 area at the end of the year because he's just not adjusting. Mm-hmm. And Adolis Garcia, I, I wouldn't say drop him. By no means drop oh, definitely him. Not, no, not no. even close. But his season-long numbers are good enough to look like, hey, this guy's a stud. He's still the 19th-ranked hitter on the entire player radar right now. So he is still you know, a top talent in terms of what his stats are. But recently, he's looked like not even a guy you want to roster. So <laughs> just try to get what you can for him. Don't drop him. If no one wants to trade, then keep him on your team and just hope he figures it out. But right now at this point, it's really concerning to me seeing that he's just swinging and missing at everything. Mm-hmm. Go get an arm. Go get a different bat because Adolis Garcia, people know the name now after his breakout. People see the numbers. I just don't think he's going to sustain his pace for the rest of the year. Yeah, I I really love that call. And do I sound okay? I hear myself again. Yeah, I'm not underwater anymore. All right, great. <laughs> so, uh, like, I'm looking at the, the the website for everyone watching and listening later uh, that I go for all my advanced stats is Baseball Savant. They break it down really super easily. They even give you player comps based on those percentile rankings of all their yep. advanced stats, so that you can understand what players they're like. And so, when I'm looking at it, it's like average exit velocity really, really high. Max X velocity, really, really high. Chase rate, which is when you're swinging at pitches outside the strike zone, he's in the bottom third percentile of the entire MLB. So, oh man, that's a good, that's a, that's a really good call by you, Steve. I do love that. If you had a baseball dictionary Mm -hmm. next to the word free swinger, 
or the two words free swinger would be a picture of Adolis Garcia. You're it's 100% like, right. Yeah. It, it, it's, he's, he's getting the Alfonso Soriano treatment, if mm. you think about it. If, if you remember when Soriano caught fire, I think it was 98 he played well, 99 and 2000 he really caught fire. They realize they can go low and outside out of the zone. He's going to strike out on the pitch 90% yep. of the time. And and his average went from like – he was like a 320 hitter at one point. Right. He went down to like a 240, 250 lifetime guy. So, yeah. you know, these guys, they start they, they start showing their hand. You have to adjust in the major league. Right. You just have and, to. And that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me. It'd be one thing if he was striking out all the time and he was walking. There's a lot of batters that just do that. They just swing for the fences every at-bat. They're going to strike out a bunch. But, hey, they're also yeah. going to take – bad pitches and they're good hitters yeah. but Adolis Garcia's just swinging at everything and it's kind of the same problem at Alberto Mondes he had a couple of years ago where you watched his average go from about 330 to 220 in the blink of an eye because yeah. he just didn't learn I have to lay off these pitches and that isn't something that is a simple fix for some of these hitters it could take a while and I would not be surprised if his like K rate and walk rate continued this bad pace for the rest of the year because he is young. This is his first taste of major league pitching. It's not mm-hmm. a simple fix. Yeah, no, it's just his third year in the MLB after not, yeah. I believe, being down in the minors barely in 2019, playing. right? Yeah, and barely getting yeah. any action last year. Uh, in fact, wow, okay, I'm looking at his stats, and we'll move on to, to the free agent ads right after this. But in the last two years, he only – two years that he played, he only faced a combined 106 pitches. Right. So yeah. he's still very, very young. Um, moving into free agent ads, uh, we'll go with the same order. So, Nick, why don't you give us your first one? So I guess it wouldn't be a show if I didn't speak about a New York Yankee, right? Oh, mother. It's mm. what we have you here for. <laughs> yeah, it's the only reason you're here. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, but, no, we'll talk about Miguel Andujar. Um, there, there, there's a couple reasons to this. Obviously, he's been on a, a, a power surge as of late. Yeah. Um, you know, in the last month, he's batting 301. Um, he's fighting for a spot. Well, I wouldn't say fighting with a spot, but his person that he's kind of going against right now is Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier, he's slashing 182, 301, and 308. That doesn't get you playing time in the big leagues. Um, and Andujar has showed that he could do it. He's run into some injury problems the last few years, but, I mean, he should have won Rookie of the Year. I mean, I know Otani won it, but he should have won Rookie of the Year that year. Mm-hmm. Otani was out for like three months that season, and Andujar just produced the entire season. Right. I think he led the league in double or broke the rookie record in doubles that year. So the guy hits a ton of extra base hits. He finds that barrel, um, hits the ball real hard. His average exit velocity went from 89.1 to 90%, uh, 90 miles uh, to 90 miles per hour. So he's, mm-hmm. he's rising on these numbers that prove you good things. Um, slugging percentage, batting average, OPS, all those numbers are way up. Um, he is swinging a lot. So he is striking <laughs> out, you know, back to that free swinging thing. But he yeah. has a lot of play coverage. Uh, for someone that's not that big, he gets those outside pitches, and he's not afraid to go the other way with them. Um, so Miguel Andujar, that's my, my biggest waiver wire ad. Um, and I really like the fact that we're starting to play him in left field, obviously taking that yeah. spot from Clint Frazier. So now you have two options. You could put him at third base or yep. you could put him in the outfield in your lineup. So that's a win to me. Any of these guys that you could put into multiple roles in your fantasy lineup, it's a win. You know, you could really oh, mix yeah. and match. So mm-hmm. that's that's my big guy. 
Yeah, we, we we love the utility players in fantasy oh, baseball. We oh, love. Oh, I'm so happy that you said that because my guy is a utility player that lives on the free agent wire. Uh, it's gonna be Lurie Garcia. Now, this is the guy I alluded to because of the Nick Magical injury, and he's giving, been getting playing time before we really knew that Magical one was gonna be out, two before we knew he was gonna be out the rest of the season. When Tim Anderson's been getting rest days, he's been getting in at the leadoff spot instead of Tim Anderson. He's been just subbing directly into there. And so he's literally someone that they can put anywhere in the batting lineup. And in case you guys missed it, the White Sox are actually kind of really good this year. So yeah, finally, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and and so yeah, he's a 30 or 30 year old utility player, which a lot of people want to shake their heads at, but he's been on a tear over his last five games, five game hit streak. Combined eight of 17. That's good for a 470 batting average, 647 on base percentage. He's got five runs, two doubles, five RBIs, and equal strikes and walks. He's not a home run hitter. He's never been a home run hitter. If you need home runs, don't pick him up. It's that simple. But he's 4% rostered. And if you're set on home runs, he can help you with batting average. He can help you with stolen bases. He can help you with pretty much everything else. So I love me some Larry Garcia right now. I added him earlier today, and he isn't playing tonight, but he's still a good ad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, mine, I'm going with another kind of utility player here. We got a shortstop outfield combo. It's Ahmed Rosario of the Cleveland Indians. And now Ahmed Rosario, I think we all know about three, four years ago, this was a mm-hmm. top prospect for the Mets where everyone was getting hyped for him, and that's just a disappointing rookie year, followed by an okay second year, then a disappointing third year. And the jury was like out on Ahmed Rosario, kind of like, this guy, I don't think he's ever going to reach you know, the level we expected him to. I'll tell you what, he has turned a corner in, in the new home of Cleveland, and Rosario, after a absolute abysmal April, I mean, he was terrible. Everyone kind of forgot about him. People dropped him in the majority of their leagues. He's wow. hovering around just 50% owned now in ESPN leagues, and he's been dominant lately, batting around 370 in his last 23 games. He's had multi-hit efforts and I believe, five games, six games, if you include today, in June already. Mm-hmm. He's got some power to him. He's got some speed. But the biggest thing with Ahmed Rosario for me, highest hard hit rate of his career, lowest strikeout rate of his I career. Highest walk rate of his career. Those mm-hmm. three, I love all those stats. And he's got the highest in each category for him, which means this is sustainable. His average is already up to around 283 on the year after starting 170 in April. He's improved every single month. He's been notorious for being better in the summer as seasons go on. And he can give you extra base hits. He can steal bases. I think he's got seven steals on the year, only been caught once. Mm -hmm. He only has four home runs right now, but this guy does have power. He's hitting for extra bases. He's hitting the ball hard. The power will come. In the Indians' batting lineup has been really good the past it's month. Been, it's, it's been hot. It's, been, it's hot. been really hot. I think they scored 10 today against the AAA Orioles. But <laughs> Rosario <laughs> is batting second in the lineup. He's going to get you counting stats with runs and RBIs. He's got power potential. He's got speed potential. And he's owned in just 50% of leagues right now. And he should be owned in 100% of leagues if he was starting you know, with a 280 average in april he just had such a cold start everyone just gave up on him you know they're like i've seen this story for the past three years i'm done with him mm-hmm. and maybe he might be one of those prospects who's a late bloomer we've seen it so many times before 
I would go grab him right now. He's He can play shortstop. He can play outfield. His stats are good enough to be rostered in most leagues. But as soon as he starts hitting a couple home runs, gets that power surge, everyone's going to want to own him because he's mm-hmm. got that rare potential to have like a 20-20 home run steal season with a good average. I, I was hoping that you wouldn't bring up the strikeout rate and the walk rate because that's those were my notes of two things to bring up for Ahmed Rosario, and I knew you would talk about him. Um, I am going to put you on the spot here, Steve and Nick, all of us here. My co-host Kevin from the Crowdus' podcast is asking, he needs a sleeper pitcher right now. I hope that doesn't mean for tonight, uh, but <laughs> probably not tonight. I don't think so. But uh, are there any people, I don't have any, this is the first episode in forever that I did not add a pitcher into my waiver ads. I think so, for me too. <laughs> yeah, right? So so Kevin, maybe you've tuned into the wrong episode. Well, um, but What I will say is you, yeah. talked about, you talked about him last week, so I didn't want to talk about him this week, but okay. if Tariq Skubal is still available oh, yeah. in Good. leagues, mm-hmm. his strikeout potential has it's really been showing and he's mm-hmm. he's strung together almost a month now of consistent good I starts i don't think it's a trend i don't i think it's a trend now i don't think it's a coincidence yeah i would say take a shot on him he's another guy who has such a high ceiling that you know he started off terrible at the beginning of his career it just takes guys some time he's mm-hmm. got such a good swing and mess like type of stuff i'd look for him mm-hmm. yeah no, i, I, think- I, I Go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say I'm happy that he, that Steve is saying that I'm doing a good job. <laughs> That's all because I, I was I was I was happy with the two week school book call, and after starting one and set or one and uh, four, he's now four and seven. So he's he's yeah. picking up more wins than he was before yep. as well, and he's lowering the ERA that was close to five. It's now down to four thirty four thirty six. So pitched well again last night too. Struck out seven over six innings. Think he gave up two three runs. <laughs> that, I'll take that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nick, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to talk about Tony Gonsolin for a second. Um, okay. On, on the Dodgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's a guy that, you know, came back from the injury list and really hasn't produced what you're used to. Um, I think they're kind of working his way back up with yep. the workload with the innings. Um, but that's a guy that you probably could grab for either cheap or may not even be rostered in your, yeah. in, in your league. Most likely probably isn't. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm just kind of looking at some of his stats right now. He had a 2.31 ERA um, and a, opposing hitters recorded a 193 average against him over nine appearances uh, in 2020. So, I mean, the guy's got great stuff and he's just getting back. He's just getting back into the swing of things. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe his next start, he he breaks out. So that, that's not a bad, that's not a bad sleeper. Yeah. He's, he's heavily owned on Yahoo, but Yahoo and ESPN, depending on where you are, it is very different. So, so maybe he's a little bit, not heavily 59%. So there's still a lot of leagues out there where he could be, could be available. Um, so my, my league personally, I don't, let's just do this real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 starting hitters. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of roster spots. (laughs) Last guy, too, real quick, Ryan Yarbrough at the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays need someone to step up, you know, in class now. Yarbrough has been really good lately. I he's streamed good, him a lot last he, year. He's, yeah. he's, he's a classic streamer, but I'll tell mm-hmm. you what, he's been pitching like he deserves a roster spot. Yeah. 391 ERA, 114 whip, 4 and 3, I believe 64 Ks on the year. Mm-hmm. Yarbrough's a guy who's been looking a lot better his past month because he, he was a guy who needed, to, he was 
the problem with him just short starts, right? He he used as a, yeah. uh, an opener sometimes, or would come in after the opener when the Rays were doing that three four innings. You don't want to roster that as a start because it just doesn't get you a win, doesn't get you a quality start. Rays are letting him go. He had a complete game three starts ago, starting to go six innings a start. Yarbrough's another guy, fifty two percent ESPN. I take a look at. Mm-hmm. And he did also say that he needs a third baseman, but I think we have some third baseman maybe in our next couple. I'm not sure, but if not, maybe we can get to that. Grab Miggy. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Grab Miggy. Yeah, Miguel Andahar right there. That, that's Hopefully that can help you out, Kevin. Uh, we'll get into our last. We each have one more free agent ad, and then we will get yeah. out of here. Um, Nick, we'll go back to you. Stick with the traditional order for today. Who is your final free agent ad for the people? Final ad for me is Jake Fraley of the Mariners. Um, he's owned in about 33% of the leagues. Um, last 14 days, I mean, he's, you know, one of the top-rated outfielders in, in all of fantasy. He's batting 293, four homers, three stolen bases, 10 runs. So that that vaulted him into the second spot in the lineup in Seattle, which is huge. Um, so to kind of piggyback off that, he's got a 26.8 walk percentage this year. I, I was looking at these stats and it was blowing me away. He's only got 19 Ks. So you're talking, you know, we talk a little bit about free swingers. This is a guy that he understands the strike zone. So, you know, he's going to take his walks, batting second in the order. He's going to get some runs scored for you too. Um, you, you just look at – that's one thing where if you can get someone at the top of an order that is walking more than striking out and is putting up some really, really trending upward numbers – I go for it. The only thing that's kind of cautionary with him and might might worry you just a little bit is that he really doesn't have a high hard hit percentage. He's only got a 22.5% high hit percentage, mm-hmm. but he runs really well. So those balls that he's not hitting hard, he's either beating them out or they're dink and dunk little base hits, you know, right outside the reach of, uh, of infielders. And then he steals bases. So you kind of look at this guy who's going to get on base. He's not going to swing at anything that's that's not worth swinging at. And, you know, at that point, who cares about the hard hit rate if he's getting on base? Yeah. Um, so that, that's my second outf- uh, That's my second free agent pickup. Nice. No, I like that one. Yeah, uh, yeah Kevin said that 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 uh, Miguel Andahar, I guess, on ESPN is an outfielder. He's not listed at third base, which is uh-huh. – that's – I mean, like I like I like ESPN for football and Yahoo for baseball. I don't know why. That's just kind of how I've always done it. Um, but one guy who might be making a, a, a spot for himself in the Phillies lineup, I'm just going through who's like low owned in my league right now, who's on the, on the roster or not on rosters, uh, Luke Williams from the Phillies. He's been, uh, t- almost a top hundred player in baseball based on a per, uh, game basis. He hasn't been getting the, you know, the consistent at bats, but over the last 30 days on average, he's been about the 101st is what Yahoo's calling him. The 101st best player in baseball. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, he's someone that I've been keeping my eye on as, as a young person who, who could honestly, he's only 24 years old. So mm-hmm. I honestly didn't think, I thought he was going to be a prospect that I might have to wait for longer into the year to consider. Um, but if you are struggling for a third baseman, he's someone that maybe not a lot of people have their eye on. He's only 2% owned on Yahoo. I imagine it's similar on, uh, on ESPN. That's just my very quick yeah. going through Yahoo's player list. <laughs> I, will, I will say too, I apologize to Kevin for, uh, for almost insulting his intelligence on Anduhar. I know he's a big Yankees. He's as big a Yankees fan as I am. He did so, comment that Andu Miggy does not get by him. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I didn't know it was coming from Kevin. So Kevin, I apologize. I know you know who Miggy is, and I'm sure you checked. <laughs> I'm sure you checked on that. So 
What I will say for Kevin, too, real quick. He needs a third baseman. Jonathan India, he should be available. He's in like 35% of leagues. I talked about him on like the first episode. Yeah, and he he cooled off for a little bit. He's starting to heat up again. He's starting to hit the ball harder. So he has a little bit of speed, a little bit of power, and he's batting leadoff ahead of Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker. I would love to bat leadoff in front of those two guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. That's a hitter's dream right there. Oh, my goodness. Fastball for days. <laughs> All right, we do got to get out of here soon. Uh, so we'll run through the last. I know Happy Hour Hoops is doing their NBA preview for the for the games tonight. So I'll go really quickly. Uh, there's not a lot to be said about my guy, but it's again like how Steve and I were riding the hot hands last year. I'm riding the hot hand with Billy McKinney from the Mets right now. He's yep. been on a pretty good tear. Uh, he's been batting fifth behind Pete Alonso, and that's exactly where you want to be hitting if you're a young guy. That's basically – he. Pete Alonso is so good. Fifth spot there is basically a, a second cleanup role for the Mets, like honestly, to be completely honest. Uh, and on a per-game basis, like how I was just saying with Luke Williams – Billy McKinney has been the 72nd best player in baseball over the last month. In that time, 54 at-bats, but he has four homers, and that's as many singles as he has. And he has more doubles than singles. He's got five doubles, and he's got a triple in there too. So he's got fat, he's got speed, he adds in stolen bases, he's hitting 259 in the last month and getting on base at a 339 clip. I really, really have liked him. I added him uh, earlier this week, and he's already done my team some justice, or done my team some good uh, ever since in just the few couple days I've had him. Uh, so, Steve, let's get you your last ad, and then we will get out of here for the happy hour. Hoops, guys. So, real quick, this would be a situational ad. If you need power, go out and get Bobby Bradley. He's only DH eligible right now, which is a pain. I hate that. It's a pain in the ass. But the big thing here, this guy hits for power. He had another home run today, his fourth home run since being called up, I believe, in just like 32 at-bats. Mm-hmm. He's batting, I believe it's like 385 right now. That's not going to keep up. Bobby 393. Bradley. Yeah, Bobby Bradley's never batted above like 260 in the minor leagues, but he hits around 25 to 30 home runs every season. He was always a top power hitting prospect for the Indians. Now he's getting a chance. The Indians bats have been heating up. And Bobby Bradley is someone who I kind of compare him to years ago when I owned Chris Carter. Same deal, DH only. Not a great average, but he would get you six to ten home runs per month and help you just win that category. Or, you know, if you're in a points league, home runs count the most. Bobby Bradley, for me, is someone who just ride the hot hand, right? He's batting great right now. He's not striking out at the rate he does in the minors, which is encouraging. I don't know how long (laughs) it'll last, but hey, it's encouraging. And he hits the ball very, very hard. He has potential to hit a home run anytime he steps to the plate and the Indians are playing him regularly. And if I'm Mm -hmm. getting a guy who's playing regularly who has 30 home run potential, that's so hard to find in waivers nowadays. Mm -hmm. He's owned, I believe, in 11% of leagues last I checked. Just go Mm. grab Bobby Bradley and see if, like Patrick Wisdom a couple weeks ago, ride the power surge. See if you can ride it with Bobby Bradley. These are type of guys, maybe Bobby Bradley doesn't stay on your team the rest of the year, but hey, ride him for a hot month get the home runs. That's all you care about. At the end of the day, it's just stats. Who cares about what the player's doing it for you? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and you know, we were talking about how first base is a wasteland. The last thing I'll say, and then we'll get out of here, Bobby Bradley on Yahoo is listed at first base. He's not D, He's not just a utility or DH guy. So so definitely, if you need a first baseman, yeah. you're on Yahoo. 18% rostered. So still very, very easy to get. What? He will be the last little tidbit we got for you guys tonight. Make sure you stay tuned for the Happy Hour Hoops, guys. 
Bucks Nets. I mean, it's the Nets tonight. We all feel like we know that, but we also, if you if you said you were on, you know, the the Clippers last night, we'd say you were on crack. So it's okay. <laughs> Anything can happen. Make sure you tune in. They'll get all the NBA knowledge that you need. But that'll do it for us on Trainwreck Fantasy Sports for Jake Wake. I'm not Jake. Jesus Christ for Wake, <laughs> Stephen Long Island, Nick. Oh my God. <laughs>